0: Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump and I'm your host. Hey, thanks for joining me, my friends. I'm excited about uh today's episode i'm looking forward to this conversation with my friend joshua zello and uh we're gonna have a great time talking about the power of preschool and uh let me tell you um you're gonna love this conversation we, we've been talking off air for a while and we thought we better hit the record button so <laughs> we're we're finally recording um here we are will be- Before we dive into the conversation, I just want to say thanks to this episode sponsor of D6 Family. Uh, I appreciate my friends over at D6 and all that they do, the resources they have for family ministry strategy and curriculum. Uh, If you haven't checked out D6, you should go do that, d6family.com. They've got a conference coming up here in 2023 uh, in April. It's not too late to get down there uh, in Orlando. Uh, If not, check it out the next year. Uh, It'll be coming back around, but they've got some fantastic resources for parenting, for discipleship. Uh, Let me tell you, D6 Family has got some solid biblical resources, so go check them out. And thank you to them for sponsoring our episode of the Kid Ministry Collective podcast. So let me ask the question, my friends, how many of you, when I say you're going to go serve in preschool ministry, Get a little queasy, get a little nervous, uh, or maybe even downright terrified of preschoolers. Um, now some of you are like, no, preschoolers, rock. Um, and my guests would say that, but there's some of us out there, me included, where at times preschoolers were a little intimidating. Having that room full of littles uh, would is a little overwhelming. Um, I wasn't exactly sure what to do. And I spent the bulk of my ministry life being around elementary kids. And kind of overseeing the preschool ministry and having people who loved preschool ministry even more than I loved it um, run those things. So uh, I'm I'm excited for this conversation because I got to hear this guy talk at a breakout uh, at an online conference and was like, dude, I've got to get you on the podcast. And I really be- feel like we've become fast friends because um, we've had some good conversations off air um, about a variety of things. And uh, Four hours. Up- uh yeah from puppets to porch pirates to to uh dressing um well how far is too far that's going to be a future podcast just I'll tease it right now I'm just going to tease it um and and Josh is going to have to be back on the on there so anyway um enough of the introduction cuz it's going to be a great conversation and let me tell you he's going to tear down all the phobias and and by the end you're going to be like all right I want to I want to go spend some time in in the preschool area so Joshua Zella, welcome to the Kid Ministry Collective podcast. Thank you. It is a joy being here. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about you and your ministry and where you're located.
1: Yeah, so um, I have been in kids ministry almost 15 years now. I started really young. It was my first job and I've just dug around. So, um, yeah, so, um, Right now, I am the family ministry um, leader at a church in Baltimore City. So um, I am at Redemption City Church. Um, I lead City Kids, which is birth to fifth grade. Most of our kids are preschoolers. Uh, We don't have many of those K through fifth graders yet. Um, But my last job, I was a preschool pastor, which is a very niche, very specific role. Um, I, I studied early childhood in college, love to, um, learn how to kids think, how to kids learn, how to kids grow. Um, it fascinates me how God's wired kids. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I love that. Um, my full-time job is to pour into kids and show them, show them, show them, show them Jesus.
0: All right. I love it. I love it. Well, I know you listen to the podcast. Um, and y'all, you know, we start off with a why question. So here comes your why question. I'd like to know why preschool, what, you know, because we don't find many preschool pastors out there. We don't find some people that, that truly love to specialize at times. I mean, yes, you're doing a bigger thing right now because of, of the size of church that you're in, which that's going to be a great thing to talk about, but why have you devoted your life to, to really pouring into preschoolers and their families?
1: yeah, so funny. um that starts out really, really practically. My first kid's ministry job um was child care for small groups. and they kept putting me in preschool rooms. Mm-hmm. And I really fell in love with those kids, really started to like twos and like threes and like fours, started to work at a preschool center, studied early childhood. Really, God just gave me joy in how He's made mm. those kids. Um, and as I really started studying child science, learned the first three years are so crucial in life. And um, really, by the time that a a a child's three, so much of who they are and who they will be is hardwired. Yeah, which is wild, but um, that's how God's made those kids. So um really started to look at the kids ministry landscape and saw for the past 30 years and praise God, kids ministry's grown. Kids ministry has gone from being this um un unspoken of thing to now um we have um yeah um we have um consistently churches pouring money into full-time yes. staff. Yeah buildings, camps, it's great. Um, most of that though is in kinder through fifth grade. When you look at the kid ministry books, mm-hmm. podcasts, blogs, even kid ministry college class, class classes, it tends to all be about kinder through fifth grade kids. It's almost like the church thinks, well, real kids ministry starts when a child turns five. It's not so Interesting. So yeah. if childhood science shows that the first three years are, are, um, are, are such a huge deal. Why do we wait until age five to really start real kids ministry? That it makes sense. Right. That's When um, I told my now wife, I think I want to be a preschool pastor. I want to shepherd these teeny tiny, these teeny tiny sheep, these lambs. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Yeah.
0: And and so obviously then preschool ministry is really critical. Um, and and I will agree because I know watching, I mean, there's a pretty good size age gap between my myself and my youngest brother. And I remember him being about four year, three and a half, four years old when he started asking big spiritual questions. And I truly believe he he accepted Christ as his savior as a three and a half, four year old. Um, my parents shared the gospel with him and asked questions and, and he had the understanding. I mean, there was no doubt it was clear. Um, and so I, I imagine when I asked that question, of why, why is preschool ministry so critical to the church? Um, I kind of have an idea where you might go, but tell us what your thought. Why do you feel like it's so critical?
1: Yeah. So first off preschoolers. Or a preschool ministry, it matters because preschoolers matter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So I've heard it um, I've heard it said when anybody might might push back on us counting kids and tracking growth. No, children count because children count. We count kids because kids count. Preschoolers yes. matter. Jesus shows us that throughout scripture. When he um says the famous line, everybody knows, loves, and quotes, let the children come to me. That word is infants. That's mm-hmm. teen tiny kids. That's kids who can't walk yet. And um, that is the smallest of small. Um so yeah, first off, God makes it really, really clear that his heart for kids um is so, so, so great. And um, he calls us to have that same heart. And um, even with really, really large statements like um, "if you want to be in my kingdom, accept those like this, accept right. kids, welcome kids, love kids." Um. And secondly, like I, like I had just said, the first three years are such a huge deal. Mm. Um. Yeah, so much of who a child will be is formed by age three. Their fears, their wants, their likes, personality traits—I think of um some of you may have taught this. I have a slight stutter. I am a stuttering preschool pastor, which is fun. <laughs> um, but even when I um, when I look back on my my uh, my own life, my my stutter started at age three. Huh. Which is a super awesome. normal thing for those who stutter. It always starts around two or or three, because two to three is such a huge, huge, huge life stage that we often overlook.
0: Wow. So when you look at what's possible for teaching preschoolers, what do you see? Um, What do you feel like you can teach them about the word of God? um, And those kind of things, because I think some people think, wow, can they really grasp You know, I mean, because we know their thinking is still shaping and it's still soft and pliable. It's not really concrete yet, Um, but it's getting there. Um, What's possible when you when you look at teaching preschoolers?
1: Yeah, they can learn God's word and they can learn to spend time with God, to to praise God, to speak with God. And I think of my child now, I have a little girl, Avery. Um, and she is two and a half. So she is a case study because she mm-hmm. is right at that zone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, every night on her own, Avery prays Aww. and goes down this long list. Thank you God for my friends. Thank you for, she has a friend named, um, named, uh, named Savannah. Thank you God for Vanna Thank you, God, for ice cream. Like she'll go down this whole list. Ice uh, cream is always there. People might might change. Ice cream is always there. Yeah. But yeah, and one might push back and say, Well, Josh, she doesn't theologically understand prayer yet. Okay, cool. She what she what she does know is that we're speaking with Jesus and I've told her Jesus knows you, Jesus made you, Jesus loves you, and He can He can He can help us. So, and every day of her life, we've been praying, reading God's words, singing songs. Um, and it's really cool seeing, okay, she is two and a half, and she's really starting to um yeah, to live life as if God's real, which is really cool.
0: Very cool. I love that. I think that's the key is you know it is that childlike faith that Jesus is talking about that she is open to a friendship with God in it in really a very intimate way because she's saying what's in her heart and she's not been polluted by everything else that we've been polluted with and and, and you know there's just that openness and and that desire to say thank you. I, I love it. I think that's man, that's way to go. Um it's as a strange. dad. <laughs> I I remember those nights sitting by my kids' bed and reading their Bible storybook together, um, and and letting them ask those kind of questions and talk about those things. And it's amazing and sometimes a little terrifying what they know that you mm-hmm. didn't think was possible. Um uh, and and sometimes they're grabbing at truths that I'm like, whoa where did that come from but yeah. you know it's that inner desire cuz they know there's a need for something um so that i love it i love it now we've talked about this off air um and we've it, and i i remember hearing you say something like this on the on on your breakout which i loved when we start talking about child care and children's ministry and sometimes child care gets equated with preschool ministry Um, you know, with elementary ministry, you know, most of us in elementary are like, those are fucking words, man. Don't you dare call children's ministry, childcare. Um, and I don't do childcare. And yes, I've said that I I don't do childcare. I do children's ministry. Um, so you've heard that said, um, and you rattled my cage back (laughs) at your breakout. Um, because you said some things that I was like, Hmm. Maybe I need to change my verbiage. Maybe I'm saying this the wrong way and thinking about it the wrong way. So, what would you say to this whole argument of "I don't do childcare; I only
1: do ministry"? Um, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, um, my thoughts have formed on this um, as I've learned how do kids think and how do kids feel love. Um Kids feel loved. When kids feel safe and kids Mm -hmm. feel safe when kids are cared for kids minister, what you do is childcare. And if it's not, you're not doing it. Right.
0: Okay. Say say that again
1: for those in the back. (laughs) Yeah. So what you do is childcare. And if it's not, you're not doing this right. So don't pause. Don't stop. Don't leave. Wait, wait, wait. Let me. Yeah. Yeah. Let him that.
0: finish because you're going to yeah, want to hear so,
1: this. Um, what you are called to is to care for children, right? Yes. So I know the heart is you're just trying to state, hey, we're not just we're not just child care. That's true. You do more than just physically care for kids. But what you um what you do needs to be really good child care. It's not more. I'm sorry, it's not less than child care, even though it's more than that. So, um, and uh, one might push back and say, well, Josh, that's just words while words matter. Mm -hmm. And when we speak things in preschool and ministry, especially like well, what we do is not child care. What you'll see is your team stop doing child care. What you'll see is kids being sent home with a diaper rash. What you'll see is rooms being messy. What you'll see is snacks being passed out without gloves on, um, and it's little things like that that, when we send kids home clean, that's child care. Yes. When you wear plastic gloves when you pass out snacks as you should, that's child care. And um, when you have a clean room with all of the plugs filled up with those plastic thingies, um, that's child care.
0: Yes.
1: And that's good. You need to care for a child. Jesus calls us to care for kids. Um, and my and my last thought there, um, kids are not going to be opened up to hearing spiritual truths about Jesus until they feel that physical safety. So Avery, every night when we sing songs and we read God's word and we pray, um, she would not be open to those things if her room didn't feel safe. Her room, her home, and me—all of that feels safe. So now her heart's like, okay, great. Now let's talk about the spiritual things. Um, if a kid who's two, three, or four—they don't feel safe because basic child care is not being done. Um, they're not going to be opened up to hear, to hear, to hear spiritual truth. And this is not like I, like I had just said. This is not just words. Because what I've seen is as this what we do is not child care thing has grown, child care has gone downhill. I'm seeing more and more yeah. churches that are not doing good child care, churches that I frankly wouldn't drop off my own child because, mm-hmm. yes, I want her to be ministered to, but I also want her to be cared for. And when you tell parents what we do is not child care, parents might might and And maybe should go, okay, great. Well, I'm not going to drop off them. You're not going to care for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that statement. Effective childcare is effective ministry. I love that you said that. And that's, that was one of the statements that you said at the other conference that I, it rattled my cage to go, Ooh, I have been thinking about this all wrong for a long time. Um, because you're right. And thankfully, I, I had some people who helped years ago set me straight when it came to what we were doing in our preschool and in our nursery ministry, um, yeah. because I was discovering um, it was one day where I, I, I think the Holy Spirit just was like, open your eyes. Because I'm, I'm watching, I had just come out of the children's area and our preschool area and our elementary area were in separate parts of the building, which made it challenging. But it was more convenient for parents. Um, so that's why we did it. Um, we set up our nurseries closer to the worship center so parents could move back and forth if they needed to. And the preschool department was a little closer. So parents and kids didn't feel so far separated. But one of the things I noticed was all these moms out with their children in the lobby, yep. sitting around, you know, on the couches out there. And sometimes they were feeding their ch- child. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, we've got this nursery room, you know, it's huge. Um, yeah. Well, then I walked into it and I'm like, oh, it doesn't smell nice in here. And the lighting was not good. Mm-hmm. And it was cold. And drafty. I noticed a couple of the leaders had blankets on them as they were sitting on the floor. They were sitting on blankets, and then they had blankets wrapped around them. Yeah. And I'm like, "Is it always this cold in here?" And they're like, "Yeah, even if we turn the thermostat up, it doesn't seem to." Work. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my word, what are we doing?" No wonder nobody's in here, because it you know it was warmer out in the in the the atrium in the foyer area than it was
1: in our nursery. And yeah, so. Well- I- Oh, and Tom, that team could have been doing really good spiritual formation work. And that matters way less if there's not basic child care needs being met. Yep. And let that motivate you and let that be a tool now that when you train teams, you can teach, hey, when we change kids and make sure that kids go home clean. That's ministry. Yes. Um, when we clean yes. a room, when we get rid of toys that have small parts. Um, yeah, when we um send home a sick snotty kid, that's ministry. You're doing ministry by caring for physical needs. Yes. Jesus cares for physical needs, Jesus clothes us, Jesus feeds us, he cares for the physical needs. And absolutely. we absolutely
0: yeah, we definitely should be making I tell you we made some serious changes. I found some 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 new moms and uh I gave them full license to recreate that whole area. I said you tell me, make me a list, tell me what we need and we repainted, we put new flooring in, uh, thicker, warmer. Uh, we got the thermostat fixed. Uh our nursing moms room had this terrible lumpy you could almost fall through couch in it and it was oh, it was it was bad it was like this box um we were shoving them into a closet and it wasn't nice at all and we they fixed everything up I love and that. and then we started bringing in little teaching points and things and that that's kind of what I wanted to talk about next is what are some things that are essential to doing preschool ministry and childcare of the preschool ministry well
1: Yeah, so my mind goes to Luke 19, the story of Zacchaeus. We all know that story really, really well. He was Mm -hmm. a wee little man. I don't know if you've heard that. (laughs) A wee um, little man was he? Yeah, everybody's already singing in their head. Right? (laughs) Sorry, guys. Um, Yeah, so um, I think of this small man in this large tree. And Jesus walks up to him, and in that moment, Jesus does really good ministry work. Jesus looks up. He calls him by name, Zacchaeus, Mm -hmm. come down. I'm coming to your house. In that moment, first off, Jesus showed that he knew him. Yes. He knew him. He knew his name. He knew his heart. He knew his sins. Jesus knew him. Um, To do preschool ministry really well, we need to first off know these kids. Mm. Um, Yeah, so kids aren't going to care. I'm going to kind of tweak this, this old saying here. Kids aren't going to know or care what you know until they know that they're loved. Yes. And know that they're known. Yes. So kids yearn to be known. Kids want you to say their first name. If they last week, brought up that their dog died they want you to follow up Um, Mm -hmm. kids want to be known jesus again and again when he does ministry jesus makes it a point to know who he's doing ministry to Mm -hmm. he doesn't just come at them no he comes to them by knowing them zacchaeus's heart i would guess was probably softened as soon as Christ looked up and said his name, probably with a kind of mm-hmm. voice, not get down here. No. Yeah. Yes. Down here. I'm coming to your house. I'm going to have lunch at your house. Kids want to be known. Um, and that's why um, we've made this shift. And this is a, a controversial shift too. um, that with early childhood rooms, I really tried to push us towards, um, serving teams serving every single week in one quarter as much as they can i know that they might get Mm -hmm. sick trips that's fine Yep. but this whole once every month thing or once every other week and so kids come in the the big c church not just us your your church too. kids come on average every three weeks if your team serves every other week the odds are they're rarely going to be with the same kids. Yeah. And um, think back to yours. Um, that's like them having a sub every week. Your <laughs> ministry is not really going to take place because these right. kids are known. and every week um, they're having to get to know a new serving team member.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and this is the third church that I've tried to push us towards. I want you to serve every week. And here's what's funny. When serving team members have said yes, burnout has gone down because they're now being filled up, getting up going, I get to go see this specific child who I know yeah. I love. Yeah. Um, crying at drop drop-off has gone way down. Yes. Attendance has gone up because. I think of years back, I had a sweet woman, Miss Carol, who served in threes every week. Um, And there was one child, little girl, who's three. And her mom on a Saturday sits her down and says, hey, we packed up. We're going to go to Disney World. And this child goes, great. Let's leave Monday so that I don't miss Miss Carol. (laughs) Oh, I wanted to put off Disney World. That's because that's phenomenal. Carol would miss her. And um yeah, that child would not have cared if Miss Carol was not there every week. Yeah. You know, I, I gotta say,
0: Josh, I think that that is such a huge thing. I know when my children were very young and they were in that preschool age, one of the reasons why we chose the church we chose, because we visited several times and it was the same couple there was a husband and wife that served and they were there every time we came to visit that church and they welcomed and they remembered our kids names. Mm-hmm. They welcomed him into the room. They, you know, immediately got them participating and doing stuff. And my kids didn't always want to go in. I mean, cause we, we, we traveled around a lot um, because of my ministry and, and my speaking and different things. And, and, and it was hard on my children to go into different places every time. And there were some places where my kids refused. As soon as they went in and looked and they saw the room, they refused. And and so it was fascinating because I, so I started doing some research on some of this. And one thing I, I noticed about nurseries um, and babies, babies recognize scents. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't always see and recognize faces, but they will recognize smells. So if they smell the room and it's the same room, but more importantly, it's the human scent. Um, and I wished I could find that research again, but it was very fascinating to read okay. about how that makes infants feel safe and secure when they smell the same scent. Um, and and I thought, you know what, that's that's why consistency matters, you know, for every church. Um, if you can't get them every single week, get them as consistent as you possibly can Yep. Because consistency matters, especially to younger people. So I'm glad you hit that. Um, I think we've lowered the bar too low when it comes to volunteering. And, and I've been challenging people to raise that bar back up because it's important. And it does signal it, that this matters.
1: I think it's backfired too, because we've sent, hey, this does not matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we've done is because if you serve just once every month, that's twelve times. Twelve times every year, you are likely to miss two, maybe three, at least. At That's least, nine. yep. That's nine times, less than ten times every year. Yep. Then we sit back and wonder why they don't stick around because they're not bought in. Yeah. Yep. That's a thing that they do maybe once a month.
0: Yeah, they're really renting their space than owning it, and uh, right. so I I totally agree. So when it comes to ministry with preschoolers there are some things we probably don't want to do <laughs> what are some things that we don't really want to do when it comes to preschool ministry yeah i'm going
1: to beat this drum again <laughs> and again safety Go for safety, it. safety um yeah so the thing that you don't want to do is don't care about safety um don't have policies don't have cameras Uh, don't train. Now, these kids need to be safe. Um, Safety needs to be first because it will help the kids feel safe. Like I said, open up their hearts to hear the spiritual things of Christ. Um, But secondly, it will let parents know that, hey, we really do care about your kids. Um, I had one mom just several months back um, who came here, visited us, wasn't going to drop off her child because she came from frankly and said while you're a small church plant um i don't feel great leaving my kid here Hmm. and and i met her and said okay well let's just walk through i just want to show you the kid space and she saw team members that are trained really well she saw clean rooms she saw she saw camp camp she saw the security camp cameras she saw, she saw, she saw policies being lived out and she left her child there that's and loved them awesome. yeah. and kept coming back and because she felt like we cared, we cared enough about her child to be safe. Um, mm, that's good. And secondly, uh, the thing that you don't want to do is don't be intentional with the time that you have with these kids. You <laughs> of them for one hour, maybe 1.5, maybe two for those of you who are at a church that might preach long like mine. <laughs> yeah, you've got just that small, <laughs> let's say 90 minutes. You've got 90 minutes with those kids once every three weeks on average. Mm. Make use of that time well. Play time can be purposeful play. Um, as you change kids, you can sing. Um, when you read books to them, get rid of the secular books from your classrooms, even though they're not bad books. Cat in the Hat is great. They can read that when they're when they're when they're at home. I just went through when I first moved here, and replaced all of our all of our our books in uh, our rooms with Christian books because. The time that we have is a valuable time and we've only got these kids 90 minutes. If I'm going to spend seven minutes reading to them, I'm going to read a a gospel center book that's going to point them to Christ.
0: That's good. I like that a lot. (laughs) And I like how you, you know, I mean, you brought out some things that, that every leader needs to be thinking about, you know, do you have policies posted? Somewhere parents can see them. Do you have cameras in your nursery and your preschool areas and your hallways so that parents see them and notice that you're taking it seriously? Have you passed the sniff test? Does your space smell like dirty diapers or does it smell fresh and clean? Um, you know, can you tell parents when the last time you've had a deep clean of your toys um, and are your toys safe? I had a mom spot some toys and, um, that were on recall um i had a parent go do you realize that the diapers you put on my kid are in a recall and we were like oh no (laughs) we are so sorry no we didn't um thank you you know and it is hard to keep up on all this stuff but but it's important because it's the little things that matter um and i do think and i think i'm glad you said it because you're in a smaller church so Details like this really, really matter, right? For smaller churches, but don't think because you're a bigger church, you can let them slide
1: right. um,
0: because they do matter. Um, and if we say preschool ministry matters, so Josh, thank you for pointing those things out. Cause I, I think sometimes as leaders, we, we miss it
1: um, or we take it for granted. Um, and, uh, we, and most we, of you, most of you are in smaller churches. Right. And most of you dream of growing, which means this, what you do right now sets precedent. Yes, absolutely. So start safety now. And when you're a church, God willing does grow, it'll be a safe place for kids then too.
0: Yes. Yes. When I, when I've done some consulting, I've had churches bring me in and have me walk through and we, we assess all these kinds of things. We walk through and look at all these kind of areas because sometimes they're wondering, why aren't we growing? And oftentimes I'm like, well, let's start with your children's ministry and let's see what it's like. Um, Cause if you're, if you're just doing straight up childcare, babysitting for your services where you're, there's nothing spiritual happening. There's nothing good for the kids. It's just, they're in a room. So parents can go somewhere else parents aren't wanting that. (laughs) Um, They want more for their children, um, quite frankly. And sometimes I've seen churches that that's, they think they're doing ministry just by shoving children in a room and having a video playing. Um, And there's more that we can do. And you're right. The average size church today is 300 or less. Um, And it's probably 200 or less um, is the average American church today. And if we want to see that barrier broken, it's going to start,
1: I think, with the littles first before the elementary and before the youth it programs. It is. Uh, one more thought there. You just brought up videos. Guys, kids get so much screen time. Mm. Uh, I think it's fine. We use Gospel Project and they've got a two to three minute gospel centered video. OK, fine. Um, But Don't lean on videos to do ministry. Yes. Videos can't lead praise time. Videos shouldn't lead sermon time. These kids should be taught by a real life human being who knows them and loves them. Worship should be led by a real life human being in front of them. Um, yeah, don't just lean on screens because there's so many tired parents who and there is no shame here. I've done it, too. To to on screens at home yeah. some 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 days it is yep. an old rainy day here in baltimore city i guarantee you my child's gonna get more screen time <laughs> today it's just gonna yeah. be i think yeah yep uh, it's the season <laughs> yes but, um, church
0: does not need to be that yeah I'm glad you yeah I'm really glad you brought that out too because I agree and and that yes there are seasons where if you have to use a video fine yeah but I appreciate what you say and I think that's very very true don't let that be the sole thing um yeah. Yeah. you know and kids kids would learn more and they love when somebody they know is
1: telling the bible story in front of them and yeah and, you don't. and yeah and you'll see the 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 behaviors of the kids turn around too yeah and because screen time is correlated with that
0: yeah so um as we get ready to wrap up today's conversation what what's some resources that you'd recommend for people that are wanting to develop more of a preschool ministry what's some things out there that you you have loved to
1: use yeah, so um, every church I've been at, the first thing I've done is have my whole team read Show Them Show them Jesus by Jack Howard. Mm-hmm. I cannot read this book enough. Yeah. And it is all about how do we do gospel-centered kids' ministry? Um, how do we teach kids how to be godly and not just good? Yes. Um, you don't want good kids. You want godly kids. And how we get godly kids is introducing them to jesus Um, and that starts at a very young age so i would start there um three names that come to my mind who have really helped me tina hauser yes Uh, she has a ton of books on crafts object lessons skits songs she is, she is, uh, she is also the sweetest human being ever. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. Jean, uh, Jean, Jean Thomason, which feels weird saying. Miss Patty <laughs> I was just gonna say, AKA Miss Patty. Cake. Yeah. Uh, I grew up with her. So <sighs> in Germany, when I was like three, I watched Miss Patty Cake. Oh, man. And now. She's my friend, which is wild. Yes. Several times she's been like, you can call me Gene. And I'm like, I can't. I know. <laughs> just can't. I did a podcast with her and I had a hard time. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, not just her music stuff, but she has a book. It's right here. I'm um, sharing God's big love with little lives.
0: Yes. So great.
1: Good. Book. Mm-hmm. Great book. And once again, like Tina, she is a great friend i love her super yes. kind super sweet one woman um and lastly yancy yes um, if you have heard of her most of you might not know because so much of her preteen stuff is so well known um she's got great great preschool stuff most of my preschool songs are hers yep yep her praise yes. party yes oh it's great i <laughs> then. Oh. Two- two sites um com. okay is a site with some really great blogs really great help there um in 2020 they stopped running it but they've kept it up okay so the site's still there but like you'll see the latest thing is like from 2020. um and I've messaged them and been like hey can we bring this back can I help and then I've not heard yeah. I've not heard back so oh no if you know them or if you if you are if you are them <laughs> uh, and you want help, let me know. It's a great yes. site. I would love to help there but um guys that is a great site. Um, and then I've just started preschoolpastor.com so um if you go there now you can sign up for my for my for my email list. And um, I'll let you know once that size up more. Um, I will not spam you. I will just send you free stuff. There you go. I just, I was just getting. Re- I, I had
0: forgotten that you were working on the site, and I was wondering if that preschool pastor was yours. But yeah, that preschool ministry leader. Yeah, you're. I was just gonna say, man, you need to buy that domain and just take it over. But, um, but hey, if That's you've got right. preschoolpastor.com, I would say everybody get on his mailing list. Um, I know Josh, he's not going to spam you, but he is going to resource you and help you and encourage you. Um, and that is awesome.
1: So I'm glad to hear you got that. I'll sign up. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a my, preschool worker, my dream for that side. Um, I want to have a bunch of tools there. Um, some that might cost many of that will be free. Um, everything that I make here, because we're a church that plants churches and um, everything that. I make to use here is um is replicable. So my goal, my heart is to put those things up so that you too can have those things. Very cool. Um that's awesome. I want to have training videos for your for your for your uh for your volunteer teams. Cool. And and uh I will have coaching there soon too. So sweet. Still thinking through that, it's gonna start small and We'll see. I think there's a real need for it because there's not a whole lot leading preschool ministers as they lead kids.
0: Yeah. Well, we're obviously going to have to have some more preschool episodes. I told Josh this when we were talking a couple months ago that I haven't done a lot of preschool focused episodes. So I apologize for that because that is leaving our Kid Ministry Collective like with one arm tied behind her back. And that's not cool to me. I don't like that. So I am, I felt convicted after that, that I'm like, all right, we're going to, we're going to do some more. So you, we're going to get you back on we're going to start talking more. um, And uh, because I I definitely want you to share more in the, in the KMC with leaders, because we've got a lot more preschool leaders um, in the group now and I'm glad they're there, but I want them to be resourced. Um, And uh, so definitely sign up for his his uh email list and go so um well Josh uh, as we wrap up how can leaders get more info about you and and if they want to ask some questions what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: yeah so Instagram Joshua Zello it's like jello but with a Z so z e l l o um or j Zello at all right. And anything that you've heard here that you want me to press in more more on it would be my joy. Um or if there's been any tools that I've I've brought up here we just spent a ton of time on preschool policy. And um, so happy to share any of the documents and uh yeah. Cool. I'm here. All right.
0: Well that's it. So Hey, y'all, thank you for listening. We're going to put uh, some of the resources he mentioned, they'll be in the show notes. Um, so if you go to the, the the Podbean site where we host the Kid Minister Collective podcast, um, you can uh, find the list there, but it will be in the show notes it should be listed at anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Um, but again, you can always ask Josh. Is part of the Kid Ministry collective community. So you can always tag him in the Facebook group and ask him a question. Um, I'm sure he'll answer. And uh, yes, again, like I said, he'll be back. We'll do some more preschool focused episodes. Um, so if you've got questions, let us know, uh, in the Facebook group or message me. Um, I'd be happy to take those and pass them on to Josh, or like I said, we'll get him on and we'll do a whole episode, um, about it. So cool. Sounds Thanks Ben. Thanks for being on. Thank you. This has been Uh, fun. Yeah, it has. Yes, it has. Um, All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective podcast. And again, if there's anything we can do to serve you, let us know. Um, And again, if you can share this podcast, leave a review. Those reviews, believe it or not. Uh, get into the algorithms and help us get out even further. Um, and it's hard right now to stretch the reach on, um, and we don't do a ton of social media stuff because. Well, I'd rather have people just talking about it uh, and sharing it. So if we've been a blessing to you, I hope that you'll bless us by sharing uh, about the podcast or, like I say, leaving a review. That would be awesome. And if you're not part of the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, come join. Just remember to answer all the membership questions. Yes, we do take that serious. And yes, we do look at them uh, and we read them. So it's important that you answer them. Uh, If you don't get a response right away, check your uh, messages because we probably have said, hey, you need to answer all the questions just the way it goes. Leaders have to follow directions. (laughs) Imagine that. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, Stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.